0: Things get a little bit grim, but this is especially heinous. <laughs> Did you tell the police that she was murdered, May? Nope. Witchy ghost stuff. Ah! Don't make me scared. A spooky girl, amateur hour. Can't say that I do. Fair enough.
1: That's all right. <clears throat> Ooh, this is very good. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be done with that. <sighs> Welcome to <gasps>
0: Paranormal. Week. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: Prepared to be very scared. My entire story is scary as fuck. <gasps>
0: <gasps> I love that. Okay, so I've been waiting to tell you all the juicy deets. I'm having a little bit of like paranormal whoopie whats that's happening Ooh, around here. A little paranormal activity? Uh, just like a smidgerunny. Okay. And it's it's nothing threatening. It's not oppressive. It's not malevolent. No, it's just some like comings and goings that I think are like drawing my attention to certain things. So for example, I just cleaned Uh my house and in the process of doing that, I will occasionally, I don't want to say like rearrange my bookshelves Mm. are, I have as long as I have lived on my own, I have bookshelves. Yeah. That are arranged very specifically. Yeah. And right now, they are all arranged. It's very symmetrical. It is, I have the same, it's particular. Yeah. Okay, I'm a particular person. I know exactly where everything is. I know exactly where it should be. So I did this a few days ago. Sure. I was sitting on the couch last night, and I have on my top shelf three books that are part of a series that I keep there. One of them is like signed by the author and limited edition, blah, 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 blah. And the book was moved from its exact same spot, Mm -hmm. but one shelf down, freestanding, and the shelves are bookended with a geo and a picture frame. Okay. And so the picture frame was pushed up against The the, the two books. Oh, okay. And pushed all the way to the back. So like I was just looking over, in the book, I have a picture of it. I'll show you a picture, and we'll upload it to the Insta. Yeah. But the book that was moved was standing on its lonesome. Like, it was, OK. Oh my gosh. So these, that book. Does not go there. Does not go there. And you can see that it doesn't go there. It goes up there with the rest of its series. Next, and that picture frame is pushed all the way to the back. So I was looking. Is that you and your dad? It's me and my mom. Oh. And I have a picture of me and my dad on the other side of the bookshelf. Okay. So, and it's not leaning up against anything. It's standing on its own. And so I was sitting on the couch and I looked over and I was like, Ian, did you touch my bookshelf? And he was like, I know better than to touch (laughs) your shit. Yeah. And he was like, I don't. That's how you lose hands. That's how you lose your arm privileges here in this household. Uh Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that is so weird. So I was like, oh my gosh, like a little like spooky something or other. And then we're laying in bed last night. OK. And on my altar, I have um, a book called Italian Folk Magic that I'm working my way through. Yeah. And on top of the book, I have a hagstone, uh-huh. which is, if you don't know, it's a stone with a naturally occurring hole in it that a lot of people, like, the urban legend is like you can scry through the hole. The hole okay. You can look through and see, like, into a portal or whatever. So we're laying in bed. It's probably like midnight, midnight 30. And all of a sudden, I hear something like, it was like it went like this. And I heard it fall on the floor. A kathunk. A kathunk. And Ian wasn't all the way asleep yet. And he was like, it's your freaking cat. And I'm like, donut. But I, like, went to move my legs and donut was at my feet.
1: Wasn't the cat.
0: Wasn't the cat. But I didn't get out of bed. So I woke up. That was last night. So I woke up this morning. Sure. And the hexstone had been like fluck flunk flicked off of my <laughs> book onto the floor. It just like got knocked, got knocked off. Ha. Huh. So we have like a little bit. I'm very excited. I haven't had a visitor in my home for probably like a year and a half to 2 years. Yeah.
1: It's been but, a minute.
0: It's been a minute. So I'm whatever this energy is, it's not Bothering us yet? No, it's not bothering me at all. It's just like making itself known mm-hmm. in my things. And so I'm just happy to have, I'm just, I'm just happy to be included.
1: <laughs> be careful. You don't know what you've got. Liz,
0: I am the scariest thing in this household. I... We, oh. we are warded from floor to ceiling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to doubt your
1: powers. You are very powerful. I think that there are things that make themselves. Uh, that tests the waters, to 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 see what the reaction is going to be, yeah. to see how far they can get, and sometimes I think a an attitude of like whatever's here, like you're welcome, without knowing what it is, is premature.
0: I mean that's fair.
1: I did. I am a cautious Nelly though. Like I'm a I'm a six.
0: Okay. So everything
1: I everything is bad until it proves itself otherwise.
0: Okay. I'm not so much on that gravy train. (laughs) I just warded my house. I I just did all of the things. Mm -hmm. I've been doing my meditations. Kind, pretty, pretty okay. That's what I tell my chiropractor and he doesn't believe me. OK. He,
1: he's like, have you been doing your stretches? And I'm like, um, um, yeah. yeah. And
0: he's like, that was too long. That You lied. You lied. Right to my face, you lied? Yeah. Okay. He's like,
1: but really? How many times a day? And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing them daily.
0: Oh, see, so you didn't specify. I did do them once. A I,
1: I, uh, couple times a week. Mm-hmm. And he was like, did you read the email I sent you? And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of. I looked at the pictures. Uh, and he was like, can we just commit to doing them, like, six to eight times a day? And I was like, a day? That's so much. With he's what like, time? Just, he's like, just, like, set your alarm to go off every hour. And hour? And go
0: ahead and stretch. And I was like, what do you think I do, sir?
1: That is, I understand that it's not a lot of my time. Like, a stretch is not a lot of my time. But- I'm on teams a lot
0: and I can't be looking like I can't just be doing cat's pose. Yeah. On the hour. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Man. Oh, anyway. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm happy that you have some kind of an ookie spook. Thanks. It feels more like comfortable to me. I more often feel like I have ookie spook than not ookie spook. Mm. So it feels very like white noise, static, empty if like nothing is going on. Sure. So it's a comfort Good. at this point. And today is ookie spooky episode. Today's ookie spooky hour. And I know you have something brought to you by Jenny and Taylor. Oh, that's Taylor.
1: That's Jenny over there.
0: This is a little bit grim.
1: The podcast you found.
0: Congrats. Welcome. You're, you're here. We're glad to have you. Hope you love it. Hope you love the gang. <laughs> we're we're fun. We we're, think we I listen. Is that's it, the whole premise. Is we think we're funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just hope y'all do too. Right. And here I it's it's my turn. Okay. I'm
1: gonna plug my little guy in while you are going, and I'm ready to be ookie spooked.
0: Is it my turn? I think it is.
1: What did we do last? True crime? No. No, we did disaster.
0: <laughs> I can't keep up. It yeah, it's I'll go. It's mine. Okay, Taylor, play some scary music in the background. I will do my best. A quote. Any big hotels have got scandals. Ooh. Just like every big hotel has got a ghost. Why? Hell, people come and go. Sometimes one of them will pop off in his room. Heart attack or stroke or something like that. Hotels are superstitious places. Stephen King. Oh, no. Freelan Oscar Stanley was an American inventor. You are not. I am. Oh, my gosh. I am. Okay. Okay. An American inventor, entrepreneur, hotelier. Ooh, I want to be a hotelier someday. Same. If I stay at hotels, does that make me a hotelier? I don't think so. Oh, rats. That's all, that's all we have to offer. Okay. That's, I stay at them. Yeah. <laughs> and Architect. Okay, school children used the Stanley practical drawing set, photographers used photographic plates. That made him a multimillionaire and his twin brother created the Stanley Motor Carriage Company. The Stanley Steamer had a top speed of 127 miles per hour, which made it the fastest vehicle on Earth at the time.
1: Isn't a Stanley Steamer a carpet cleaner?
0: Stanley Steamer, it's getting carpets cleaner, cleaner. something like something that. Something like that. Um, yeah, but at the time, it was like a train. Oh, a okay. Steam train. All right. Uh, in 1903, F. O. Stanley was given less than six months to live. Oh. Due to tuberculosis. Oh, the good old TB. That good old TB. The doctor recommended fresh, dry air, sunlight, and a healthy diet, but he would likely be dead before summer's end. Yeah. Like many with the same diagnosis, Stanley and his wife headed for the Rocky Mountains. It was not an easy trek from Massachusetts, but his doctor promised to come in September to bring Stanley's body back for burial. (laughs) A a good promise. Good. However, within just a couple of months, Stanley was hiking five miles a day and nowhere near death's door. Naturally, he fell madly in love with the valley in Estes Park. That Estes? I don't know if that's... It might be Estes? Estay? I'm going to call it Estes Park. Spell it. E S T E S. Estes. Estes. I think. Okay. Estes Park. Um, And that gave him a second chance at life, and he decided to return every summer. When Stanley first stepped foot in Colorado, he looked like the Walking Dead. At 5'11", which was quite tall at the time, he weighed only 118 pounds. Ooh, skinny boy. Skinny boy. And he had one foot in the grave. Just four years later, he was completely recovered and in the best shape of his life. In fact... He lived to be 91 years old. Shut up. Swear. All right. Get on, on, Stanley. Recovery did not stop the Stanleys from returning to this healthy environment, but they were a little tired of the rugged lifestyle that the current accommodations allowed. Mm -hmm. So in 1907, he was determined to turn Estes Park into a resort town. Oh. So he began construction on the famous Hotel Stanley. He also built a hydroelectric plant up in the mountains, so the hotel could be all-electric. He even had phones in every room. Wow. Luxury.
1: I love a luxury hotel from the (laughs) 1900s. The main hotel... even had bathrooms.
0: (laughs) Running water.
1: So dramatic.
0: (laughs) The main hotel and concert hall were completed in 1909. Guests that arrived by train were ushered to the hotel by a fleet of specially designed, steam-powered vehicles called fountain wagons. Aw. Super cute. The Stanley was a summer resort, so heat was not added until 1979. Oh, that's late. That's late. That'd be the 80s. Yeah. No heat. That's that's a chilly hotel. (laughs) Where is this? Colorado, in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. Bud. Uh, it is cold. You got to put some heat in there. But nobody was there during the winter. It was just
1: open in the summer. So yeah. That's how pipes freeze.
0: That. There's, was there water? Yes. No? It had it electric. Be. You think? In 1979? A hotel has to have water. Well, this is in 1909. But. Heat wasn't added until
1: 1979. But, like, in 1978, it still didn't have heat. And it had pipes. <laughs>
0: That's true. Okay. Other than that, the hotel is basically the same as when it was opened. Aside from a very small no big deal explosion that I'll talk about more in just a second. Oh, no big deal. Not big deal. Very. It's like the most laid back explosion you've ever heard of. (laughs) Said Donald Trump. It is like the most tame dumpster fire ever. We have it under control. Completely under control. We build a wall around it. It's fine. The (laughs) most under control ever. You've never heard of anything so under control in your life. <laughs> right. Okay, continue. The Stanley Hotel National Register Historic District contains 11 structures, including the main hotel, the concert hall, a carriage house, a manager's cottage, the gatehouse, the lodge, a smaller bed and breakfast originally called Stanley Manor. In the 1970s, the Stanley Hotel was experiencing a downward spiral. Its splendor had faded with other accommodations with more modern amenities, like heat. (laughs) Modern. Modern. It also had a reputation of being haunted, which was not a choice selling point back then. Today, it's like... That's how you invent a ghost, get people. Tell them it's haunted, they will come. (laughs) Yes. Build the ghosts, they will come. And Jenny and I are first in line. Mm -hmm. I will be there with bells on. (sighs) Okay, so the Stanley seemed doomed for the Wrecking Ball until 1974, when an up and coming horror author checked in with his wife. That fateful night would not only elevate the literary horror genre and set Stephen King on his path to greatness, but it completely altered the destiny of the Stanley mm. Hotel. King and his wife, Tabitha, were living in Boulder for a short time, and King was struggling with his latest project, Darkshine. He was looking for an isolated setting for the novel, and locals suggested um, the hotel for inspiration. King had heard about the Stanley and wanted to check it out. They found themselves the only guests that night, as the next day, the hotel was closing for the season.
1: Ooh. Oh, no! Uh huh.
0: They were served dinner in an empty room, with chairs on every table but theirs, Tabitha retreated to their room number 217, while King wandered the long, empty quarters, listening to canned music, and visited bartender Grady in the hotel bar. Oh, how sweet. The Stanley Hotel's remote location, grand size, and eerie desolation had King's imagination running wild. He even claims, It was like God had put me there to hear that and see those things. In a retelling about that night, King said, I dreamed of my three year old son running through the corridors, looking back over his shoulder, eyes wide, screaming. Oh, God. He was being chased by a fire hose. I woke up with a tremendous jerk, sweating all over, within an inch of falling out of bed. I got up, lit a cigarette, sat in a chair looking out the window at the Rockies, and by the time the cigarette was done, I had the bones of the shining firmly set in my mind.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The Stanley Hotel has been called Disneyland for ghosts. It is his, it has hosted countless paranormal investigations, including by teams from Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures and Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters. Guests can get in on the action with the Stanley's Ghost Adventure Package. Oh my God! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Where they are assigned a room on the fourth floor, complete with ghost hunting equipment and a mug with the famous message: Red Rum. Red Rum. I had to (laughs) ghostly occurrences are reported in almost every room of this vast hotel from shadowy figures, eerie laughters flickering lights to items moving on their own. The Stanley hotel has all of your favorite phenomenon. If you get too spooked, just find a member of the cleaning staff. Apparently the ghosts hate vacuum cleaners. Every time someone vacuums, the machines go haywire and turn off or the plugs come flying out of the wall. So in no particular order, Okay. A list of the most haunted places in the hotel. Yes! Room 217.
1: Okay. Which is where Stephen King stayed, right? Yes. Okay.
0: Yep. Through the Overlook Hotel from The Shining is fictional, as are the characters within Room 217, the one that the King stayed in and is prominent, stayed in, is prominent in the novel, and remains the Stanleys' most requested accommodation. I can assure you, there is no woman in the bathtub, but that doesn't mean the room isn't haunted. In 1911, during a large storm, the head housekeeper's Mrs. Wilson was lighting the lanterns in room 217 when there was an explosion. What? Elizabeth was blasted through the floor into the McGregor dining room below. That does not sound like a no big deal explosion. (laughs) That sounds like a big deal. Believe it or not, she survived with only broken ankles. Broken ankles? Now, she... (laughs) Ankles? Plural? Yeah. Only two. She got. She got exploded. Did you just say only two? Only two. That's all she has. <laughs> she broke all of her ankles. Yes, every <laughs> single one of them. Um, so now she spends most of her afterlife still taking care of the room with broken ankles. With broken ankles. She doesn't do a great job, but she tries. She's hobbling. She listen. Let poor, let poor let Elizabeth Liz. clean with her wobbly ankles. Poor Lizzie. Guests have reported items moved, luggage unpacked, lights being turned on and off. Mrs. Wilson is very old-fashioned. She isn't a fan of unmarried guests sleeping in the same bed. What? So some couples have reported feeling a cold force come between them.
1: (laughs) She tried to freeze my (laughs)
0: Leave room for Jesus. (laughs) She said, I'll take care of that little growth problem you got there. I'm just going to make it real cold. Oh, my God. When they wake up, they often find that the man's things have been packed with his luggage by the door. (laughs) See yourself out, sir. Uh, uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye. Actor Jim Carrey stayed in room 217 when the Stanley Hotel was used for filming in uh, Dumb and Dumber. He reportedly got so spooked that he ran from the room, half naked, in the middle of the night. And some of the film's crew also got creeps while they were staying in this room.
1: Ooh.
0: So, this is the Vortex.
1: Oh, snap. Okay.
0: The stunning staircase between floors in the hotel's lobby has been dubbed the Vortex. Mm -hmm. It is a tornado of spiritual energy. Sort of a paranormal portal for all the ghosts that visit the hotel. Guests report cold spots and feeling dizzy on the stairs as though something has just walked right through them. Orbs and distortions have been caught on camera. Mr. and Mrs. Stanley have even been seen hand in hand watching over the hustle and bustle of the grand staircase. Hmm. The concert hall was built by F.O. Stanley as a gift for his wife, Flora. Nobody ever builds me a concert hall. Right? I'm sorry. I don't recall the last time I was gifted a concert hall. (laughs) A hall of any kind. No. I would take a dusty hall. Yeah. <laughs> the stage features a trap door used for theatrical entrances and exits.
1: A trap door. Uh-huh. I love that.
0: I do, too. You know what they don't put in houses enough nowadays? Trick bookcases. No. Uh
1: I don't see enough winding stair- staircases. No. I would love to see a door that doesn't go anywhere. Mm. Just give me some...
0: Winchester vibes.
1: If you and Ian ever go to New York, you Mm -hmm. have to go to the Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. It is a restaurant. Okay. And it is an experience, but they don't really tell you about it until you get in. Okay. So you have to pay, like, it's like $20 a person on top of your meal. As, like, a cover? Yes, and it's, like, the entertainment charge. Okay. And... It is wild. So there's an actor that you don't know is an actor mm-hmm. that comes around and he just sounds like he's bothering people. Like, so at first I was super annoyed, but then I was like, maybe this is part of the thing. And all of the things come to life in this restaurant. What? So there's like um, a boar's head like on the wall that comes to life. Uh, it's crazy. You have to find the bathroom because it's hidden. What? And so you have can you to, ask you can ask the general direction of the bathroom and they'll be like it's that way and point you like toward this seemingly wall of books and you have find your way. In. What? It's brilliant. It's so good.
0: I love that. It was the
1: most fun, and we found it by accident. It's in Greenwich.
0: Okay. Would recommend. Okay, got it. Sold. Uh, I I'll ever tag it. them. <laughs> If you live in New York, go there. Okay, so they have a trap door. The lower level once housed a two-lane bowling alley. Oh, my God. No fine. heat, but you can bowl. The hall underwent its extensive repair and renovation in uh, 2000, but it is a favorite spot of Flora Stanley's. She's been known to play the piano well into the Flora. night. Flora. I love that. Isn't that sweet? Another spirit fond of the concert hall is Paul Hmm. Among other duties, Paul used to enforce the 10 p.m. curfew in the hotel's early days. Guests and employees report hearing someone telling them to get out late at night. A construction worker was doing some work on the floors in the concert hall when he felt someone nudge him several times until he left. Paul is a big fan of the tour groups, often flickering their flashlights upon request. Oh, I love that. The fourth floor, the entire floor. Oh, okay. Guests staying on the fourth floor report hearing... Children running and laughing. No. Mm -hmm. Giggling and playing. Unsettling in the best of times. The closet doors tend to open and shut on their own. More than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was a cavernous attic. Later, it became lodging for female employees, children, and nannies. Could it be that the Grady twins are more than fabrications of King's macabre imagination? Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Room 428 has reports of the sound of footsteps and furniture moving about. But the real haunt is the friendly cowboy who appears in the corner of the bed. Um, <laughs> no, no, sir. <laughs> I'm going to need you to not. Obviously, many friendly cowboys have spent a night or two at the Stanley Hotel over the years, but there is no indication of one dying in the building. Those that know their Estes Park history believe this to be the spirit of Rocky Mountain Jim Nugent. This is especially because he mostly appears to the ladies, sometimes giving <laughs> them a ghostly kiss.
1: Hmm. A little ghostly sexual adventure is not warranted. Thank you. Listen,
0: we'll get in. I have more on that in a second. Okay, all right. Before indoor refrigeration, the Stanley Hotel had an outbuilding to house large blocks of ice. The ice house has been remodeled to a museum containing some of the original Stanley Seamer cars. It also has two spirits that have been seen inside. Billy is a shy kid that shows up as a blurry figure in photographs. They also have a pet cemetery. Uh-oh. Existing long before King's novel, there stood an actual pet cemetery outside of the Stanley Hotel.
1: I wonder if that's where he got his idea.
0: I don't know. Maybe. There are two beloved pets interred here that like to make appearances around the hotel. Cassie, the golden retriever, oh. and Comanche, a fluffy white cat, have both been seen and heard all around the properties. This is the most unsettling one for me. Okay. If you take the 75-minute historic Stanley Night, you will get an in-depth look at the underground cave system beneath the hotel.
1: Wait, a uh, 75-minute night tour?
0: Yes. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. My brain skipped words. It's <laughs> okay. Yes, historic Stanley night tour. Um, you will get a look at the underground cave system beneath the hotel. <sighs> they have My a- guess is things don't have good things don't happen in the caves. Let <gasps> me let me guess. Well, the caves have a high the caves have a high concentration of limestone and quartz. Which um, some people believe help capture paranormal energy. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It has been used by employees to get around the hotel, as it would seem that at least, and it would seem that at least one of the employees is still down there. Oh. Current employees say that smells of home baked goods linger in the <gasps> tunnel with Sweet. no apparent source. They attribute this to the pastry chef who worked for the Stanleys when the hotel opened. There's also a gray cat seen stalking about with bright green glowing eyes. He's not known to be from the Pet cemetery, so perhaps he came from wherever those mysterious tunnels lead. I want a ghost cat. I would take a ghost cat. I would also just like a cat. My
1: friend Jamie keeps telling me that I'm not allowed to have any more cats.
0: For why? Jamie, why, Jimmy Jam, why are you acting like this?
1: Because she thinks I have enough, and I do not think so. (laughs) But I would love to have a ghost cat because that doesn't count.
0: It doesn't, you don't have to clean a litter box for a ghost cat. It <laughs> doesn't count. doesn't count. Ghost cats don't count. But I want the purrs. I feel like a ghost cat could still purr for you. Yeah, I think so. It'd be a purring in your soul. <gasps> oh, I love that. The most infamous of all, the hedge mage. Hedge. Hedge. Whoa. Hedge mate. <laughs> Ho. Hedge. Purr.
1: <maid>. Hedge mate. He- hedge. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: The hedge maze. No, hedge maid? Maze. Hedge, hedge maze. Maze. Hedge maids. Oh my. You keep
1: putting a D in the I maze. Can't. Hedge maze.
0: Anyway, the open area.
1: <laughs> I'm so way I'm gonna be able to that out. That's I gonna can't. have to all stay. I can't.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. The open area in front of the Stanley Hotel was originally a long driveway for Stanley steamers and a promenade for guests to enjoy the views. In 2015, it was replaced with a hedge maze. maze. Okay, got it. I was like, wait, what's my cue? (laughs) They held a competition where they chose the design from 300 global entries. This was done to connect the hotel to Stanley Cubic, Cube, O? This was done to connect the hotel to the film version, The Shining, which introduced the suspense-provoking... Hedge mace. In King's novel. (laughs) The lawn of the Overlook Hotel was adorned with topiary animals. While no specific ghosts have been reported inside, people tend to get panicky and have trouble breathing while navigating inside.
1: I love that... Part of our thing is me not ever being able to pronounce anything in another language and me being like, rah, rah. and you're like, oh yeah, that's this. No, 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 but it's English. And <laughs> <that> <laughs> those are the words you struggle with. I just get tongue tied a little. <laughs> what was the one? It was, oh God.
0: Oh, yeah. E-
1: excavation, maybe?
0: Uh, Evacuation? Is, yeah. Something. I can't. <laughs> so I just get tongue tied. sometimes Is fascination. Vast-times. Well, it's like Marilyn Manson and his like plan that I I still can't say it. Yeah. So, with that being said, yeah. To to summarize, I have haunted reviews for you. My favorite, Uh, all of the. I'm gonna use people's full names because they're the ones who posted the reviews.
1: Yeah, you put yourself on the internet. So I'm
0: the Bruce Arat, five out of five, amazing and historic, although haunted. Is that it? That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Jessica Sounds Green. It's very Bruce of him. It's Very Bruce of you. Although haunted. Uh-huh. Jessica Green also gave the Stanley Hotel a five out of five. All right, Jessica. A spooky time was had at the Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. My friend and I went on a walking tour, and what an adventure we had. A ghost touched her butt, ah! but didn't want to bother with me, which is, in my opinion, a little offensive. Oh my God, Jessica. But I want to hold the hotel or staff accountable. I love her. <laughs> the tour guide was amazing. Very knowledgeable about virtually every aspect of the hotel. You'd think she lived there. The ceiling in the basement wasn't finished, but I guess back in the day, finished basement ceilings weren't a thing. Oh, and did I mention the basement smelled exactly like green peppers? Because it did. Green peppers? That's a very specific smell. Yeah, it is. Hmm. I seem to have lost my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, the place was neat. Definitely go on the tour if you like the paranormal. Jessica, I love you. <laughs> Jess McConnell. Okay. Gave it a one out of five. Oh no. He yes. S- he said. Or she said. They said. I'll maybe revise my rating after a night's rest. My room was given to someone else and using my. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <sighs> my room was given to someone else using my name. Was given another smaller room at a higher quoted rate. What a cluster F. I mean, Add to that all the toilets in the main lobby are clogged. Haunted would be an improvement. Woof! <laughs> Damn, Jess. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're going to ma- leave a bad review. Make it funny. Make it funny. <laughs> bad reviews are valid. Mm-hmm. As long as I can laugh at it.
1: My feelings.
0: And that, <laughs> well, we will protect Taylor's, like, sweet, wholesome t- feelings. Wow.
1: That leave was us good. Leave
0: us a bad review, and I'll review you back. Would not recommend. Don't (laughs) do that. (laughs) Jenny will roast the shit out of you. (laughs) All in good fun. Mm. So that is the Stanley Hotel, which I would be very interested in going to.
1: Absolutely. As soon as the Rona, like, actually dissipates into nothingness.
0: That dang old vid.
1: Oh, Jenny and I, we're going to go on so many trips. Yeah. We're going to be jet-setting. All over. To all the haunted places. I've been
0: hoarding my PTO, like a starved squirrel for winter. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been hoarding it on purpose. That's just what happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get capped out.
0: No, <laughs> so we got to go somewhere. Yeah.
1: And like, I can't take PTO and stay at my house. That is
0: pointless. Because it's too close to my office. We should just get like a camper, like Ooh, an RV. Yeah. That we don't have to like go to a hotel or stay anywhere. And we can just like little do, do like a little one-two bleep bloop all around. That would be a blast. That would be a blast. You know, Tay, we love to talk about our bright and shinies in this podcast, but I don't think that we talk enough about how much we actually love what we do and all of our listeners.
1: You are so right. It was a labor of love (laughs) getting this podcast off the ground, many sleepless nights thinking about what we were going to be doing, and we're so thankful for all of our listeners and our other podcast friends that we've made along the way that have
0: helped us out with tips and tricks. It was a very steep learning curve, uh, to learn podcasting when we first started off almost a freaking year ago. I cannot
1: believe it. How many mics do you think that we returned and exchanged along the way? At least
0: eight. (laughs) But one thing has definitely been amazing resource to us, and that is Podcorn. And they are sponsoring today's episode. Thanks, Thanks, Podcorn! Podcorn! Podcorn is a marketplace that
1: connects podcasters to amazing co- podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host red ads, interview segments, topical discussions,
0: and more. I love that Podcorn gives us the freedom and transparency to decide how and when we monetize and which companies we decide to partner with. And
1: I love that there's no middleman. All podcasts of all sizes can browse and choose which opportunities are a good fit for their show. You can browse right on the platform. You can set your own
0: rates and collaborate without any exclusivities. Podcasters never, ever give up any of their rights to their own episodes. And Podcorn has an amazing support staff that works so hard to ensure that we are protected and compensated for the work that we do for brands. It's so exciting to work with Podcorn our
1: sponsor. And it's definitely a game changer for podcasts who want to monetize,
0: but might not have a million followers or a legal team. And you can find out more about Podcorn and browse their marketplace for yourself by visiting the link in our show notes and by signing up today. Okay. So I'm going to have to tell you,
1: unfortunately, about the Zozo Demon. (laughs) <laughs> I had to stop my research. we got scarecrow arms on already. Ooh. I'm scared. <laughs> I had to stop my research because too many weird things were happening in my house. What? Yeah. And I had to light a Palo Santo cone. Really? Yep. And. <laughs> you get spooked? I
0: got spooked.
1: Okay. I got big spooked. Okay. Uh, my cats started acting like psychopaths. All of them? All of them. Pissing, biting each other, just nonstop attacking. Like, I had to take Joe and put her in my office with me because she was the instigator.
0: Okay. Which isn't that. That sound, sounds abnormal, right for String Bean.
1: But, like, normally I can, like, swat her away once or twice and that'll stop her.
0: Yeah. But
1: it was not stopping. Okay. And she was attacking Happy. She What? Yeah. And she and Happy are buds. She just got, like, a bee in her bonnet? Yeah. Okay. It was very weird. Um, lots of. Uh, Bumps in the night, like a lot of things were happening that I couldn't explain in my house. My house is not haunted. <laughs> like, this no, is not you... a haunted house anymore. No.
0: So it was unsettling at best. Okay. Um Why? What does that have to do with your... Do you think it's related? Because you were like researching a demon? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I've never had... You just got heaped. I think I got
1: heaped. And there was like a, a banging happening downstairs. Oh. And I couldn't find Piper. And I thought, like, Piper's sleeping with Ryan. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to, like, go in there. She's black. It's dark in there. I don't want to wake up my husband because I think there was a demon in the house. You know, like, he would probably not appreciate that. Um, I
0: can see Ryan's, like, face in my brain right oh, now. Oh, I
1: had to I had to lie. And I can tell. I can say this because he doesn't listen to the podcast.
0: Um, <laughs> Which I love. I love that he doesn't listen to the podcast. Not. I love that so much. Um, he listened to, like, the...
1: First episode, mostly because I guilt tripped him about it. Um, (laughs) But he has darkness within him, obviously, because he hates the smell of sage. Uh. And he (laughs) thinks he's allergic to it. And I'm like, that's the demon. That's the dude that lives inside you, bud. Yeah.
0: So obviously, he has darkness inside of him. <laughs> um,
1: so I lit my Palo Santo cone, and I'd never lit a cone before. I have, like, the wood sticks that uh-huh. you gave me. Yeah. And I use those pretty often, and those don't smoke quite as much Yeah. as the cone. Yeah. But the cone, it just, like, poof, smoked up my entire Oh, up-
0: it did? Upstairs. Yes. Really? Is it a hollow cone? It mm-hmm. has to be. You gave it to me. I don't know. Oh, the incense cone. Yeah. Oh. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh.
1: Smoked up everything. I was like a little afraid my smoke detectors were going to go off. Really? Yes. yes. Big smoke. Okay. And that's interesting. I was like, fuck. Because I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. And I had just done my upstairs because that's kind of where I was hearing everything. That's where my office is. Yeah. Um, and then I went downstairs, like, an hour later, and I had to, like, stamp out my cone. Like, I couldn't even let it burn all the way through, because I was like, it's getting so bad. Uh-oh. Ryan's going to wake up.
0: Because the smoke detectors it, are going to go off." Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and it was probably, like, 8 o'clock I went downstairs, because I had to pause my research, because I was freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I could smell the Palo Santo downstairs. Yeah. And Ryan wake uh, woke up two hours early. Normally, he wakes up at, like, 10.30, and he woke up at 8. It was like... Hey, I can't sleep. What's that smell? And I was like, candle. And he goes, hmm, strong candle.
0: <laughs> it's a wood wick.
1: <laughs> so I was like, oh,
0: well, I don't know. Weird. Candle. I don't know. You got a uh, good sniffer today.
1: Yeah. OK. So let me just go ahead and dive right on in here into this. Um, I got real heaved a couple of times. So. Jenny, you and I are, like, no strangers to trying to contact the dead. Uh, yeah. What with a couple of dead parents between the two of us, we have <laughs> oh, definitely attempted to contact the dead before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had our own experiences using a Ouija board, and I don't think that all the spirits that we contacted at that point were necessarily benevolent.
0: No. Well, we also didn't do what we were supposed to be doing. I
1: think... Your boyfriend at the time had like a jade
0: uh, elephant in his pocket, and he was like, Here we go, plop that down on the table. That's something. We took table salt and salted the carpet. Yep. mm -hmm. We're not. No, we were
1: not excellent at that point. No. But we were trying our dang old best. So, luckily, though, I don't believe we make contact with one entity that thousands of people across the globe have contacted called Zozo. What? With a magical thing we have called the internet, thousands of people have flocked to message boards to tell their stories of using a Ouija board and talking with an entity called Zozo. But Zozo isn't necessarily a recent story. What? One of the oldest accounts of Zozo is from uh, Colin De Plancy's Demonic Encyclopedia, Dictionary, and Farnell. What? Which was published in
0: 1818. What? Yeah. (gasps) Is that like the Demon Manifesto, where it lists all the... I think so. Oh, my God. Okay.
1: In his work, De Plancy tells the story of a young girl being harassed by three evil spirits, Mimi, Crapule, and Zozo. The girl would be forced to walk on her hands,
0: Ooh, uh,
1: and act lewdly in the company of others. Oh. Uh, she was later successfully exercised, although authorities in the area warned the priest to never exercise another person.
0: <gasps> Why?
1: Uh, are you going to tell me? No, oh, don't oh. That's pretty much the end of that story. I don't know. Anyone there were like, thanks,
0: it. but never do that again. Yes. Okay.
1: In modern times, the stories of Zozo are all shockingly similar.
0: Ooh. Usually,
1: a group of people are using a Ouija board, and Zozo will make its present known by spelling out its name on the board. Sometimes, the planchette will make a figure eight um, pattern across the board before sliding rapidly between ZO and ZO, uh. And it just keeps going back and forth. Okay. And on most boards, the Z and the O are opposite ends yep. of the board. Yep, they are. Uh, then it will answer questions that would appear to be difficult for anyone else at the table to know the answer to. It wants to gain your trust and make you think that your loved ones are communicating with you from beyond the grave.
0: Oh, no.
1: Other times, it will just spell out modern swear words.
0: A vibe. Yep. I'm sure that I can get gonna, down with that. There's going to be a lot more nefarious stuff in there, yes. but I, I will just go on the record and say, I do like that. Yep. <laughs>
1: uh, it's normal for something unfortunate to happen to people after they've had contact with Zozo.: Sure. So some believe that Zozo is more than just a malevolent spirit, that he's actually the ancient Mesopotamian uh, Mesopotamian king of the wind demons, Pazuzu
0: okay yeah kkkkk
1: others believe that zozo is just a evil spirit sure um
0: a negative energy yeah so
1: i guess the difference is just like some people believe that it's like a little bit of a harmless like poltergeist like trickster Mm -hmm. versus a demon okay who's out for blood even still others believe that zozo isn't one singular entity but rather a name that's Various evil entities use because they know how much fear surrounds the name.
0: Oh, we have like a little copyright infringement happening here. A
1: little bit. Somebody's going to get sued about it.
0: You better watch out.
1: Either way, Zozo tends to lead toward women and contacts women more often than men. Okay. Sadly, Zozo also targets people who are depressed, anxious, suicidal, or have other psychological disorders. Researchers claim that these people are more vulnerable to demonic influence. It's often that people will describe feeling rage wash over them whenever um, they are contacting or shortly after communicating with Zozo. Encounters are regularly followed with bouts of bad luck. Others describe physical symptoms such as bruises, scratches, headaches, and sleepwalking.
0: No. Oh, no. Ew, sorry. Hold on. I just got... I don't... I cannot with people who sleep walk... (laughs) I cannot. Do you follow Spooky Selena? Yes. That's exactly what I'm thinking. (laughs) Her sleepwalk videos freak me out. There was one where she was at like a hotel. Here's my issue. Ice. A lot of people. Not me. But what? Some people sleep naked. It yeah. just is what it is. Uh-huh. And if you're going to suddenly start sleepwalking. We can't be sleeping naked. We can't be sleeping naked. Out mm. of your house, out your door. What if you like try to get in your car and drive? Right. No. Yes. Sleepwalking freaks me the fuck out.
1: Yeah. I've only sl- I've only slept walk once. And I was, I wasn't walking. I was dreaming. And I was dreaming that I was running down a mountain. And my... Uh, bed was in the the corner of my room. So it was like mm-hmm. catty corner. So mm-hmm. there was like a triangle behind my bed, bed in the corner. And I got back there. Huh? And I was just running into the corner. <laughs> and my mom woke me up. And I woke up standing up in the corner. What? Yeah. Here's my. But it was just after I got my tonsils taken out. And I was still like, I still was drowsy from like anesthesia.
0: <gasps> oh, got it. So I was little. That's fair enough. My ex-boyfriend, the same ex-boyfriend who was there when we put the jade, put the jade elephant on, on the, the freaking table. board, used to sleepwalk as a kid, <laughs> way out in the country, miles from nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a patch of woods, probably about half mile, three quarters of a mile back behind his house. Yep. And he was 10, 11, maybe. And he slept walk from his bedroom, out the back door, down half a mile into the woods. Oh my God. And he woke up. In the middle of the woods, sitting on a branch, and he had to walk. Bro. Or like, not a branch, but like a fallen log. Log. In the forest. And had to walk in the middle of the night. Back to his house. All the way back to his freaking house. And I'm like, okay, one, spiders. Yeah. Two, we're in Indiana. There's coyotes. That's how you're going to get shot in the woods. That's how you get shot in the woods. I'm more concerned about coyotes. I mean, I'm very concerned about hunters with (laughs) shotguns. I'm very concerned about spiders. I know. I can't get over the spiders. Very spidery. (laughs) Very spidery in the woods in the middle of the night. I'm not trying to fuck with it. No. Mm -mm. Anyway. Okay. Sleepwalking? Gross.
1: Yeah. So now I'm basically going to read you episode 10 season or episode 3 of season 10
0: of Ghost Hunters. Okay. (laughs) Or Ghost Adventures. (laughs) We're going to have a dramatic reading. Yes. Okay.
1: So I truly turned it on just for research and I was so... Enamored by this story, that I had, I just started writing everything down that was happening. Okay, not expecting to have to like reread you this episode, but that's what's gonna happen.
0: I'm really gonna need Zach Bibblybop to not copyright infringe us. I don't think he will. Okay, I don't think Ron is radar.
1: No, I don't think so. And we're, I'm like attributing this to him. Credit like, it is from Ghost Adventures. Thanks, B. Love, <laughs> Love you big, Zachy baby. Love you big. All right, Ghost Adventures crew goes to Oklahoma City to investigate a house where a man named Darren Evans made contact with (laughs) Zozo more than a decade ago. Ooh. So something you need to know about Darren is that he was one of the first modern people who put on the internet his exposure to Zozo. He did this in 2009. Okay. And it exploded from there.
0: Okay. So. He's a catalyst.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh... Yeah, and he thinks that Zozo has been a part of his life for years before he made contact. Um, He just had, like, a lot of bad luck happen. A lot of people get sick, unfortunately, like, around him and not be able to explain what was happening. That kind of stuff. Darren's wife, Kathleen, was super uncomfortable with this whole thing. Um, When the Ghost Adventures crew came, she was, like, pacing around in the street in front of the house. Not comfy. Okay. And Zach says... He wasn't even like planning to interview Kathleen. He didn't know that she was gonna be there. He his like whole focus was on Darren, mm-hmm. but he saw how uncomfortable she was, so he pulled her aside and was like, "What's up?" And she was just like, "I'm uncomfortable with this. I saw what happened last time. It wasn't good. I don't want him to do this again."
0: Oh god. And
1: Kathleen asks Darren not to do this. Okay. And he says, "I want to. I need closure."
0: Blah <laughs> yeah. blah
1: So she also says Darren was possessed four years ago by Zozo, and um, they talked and prayed and decided to go back into the house together. Mm. So Kathleen wasn't going to be a part of any of this, and now she is. Okay. As the crew is getting set up, they start hearing all kinds of racket coming from all over the house, just like bangs, bumps, crashes all over the place in this house. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was like, as soon as they went to go investigate one noise, it would be quiet in that room and then hear a bang across the other end of the house.
0: Oh, just like dragging them all through, just like causing confusion? Yes. Okay.
1: And it was weird because as soon as this started happening in the episode, I started hearing a bang in my house.
0: Oh no.
1: And like my office is kind of like up in a back corner of my house. Yeah. And, uh, my house is set up like I have a... Three bedrooms upstairs, my office, the cat room, and then I have a lounge room and then a bathroom up there. hmm And the banging kept hearing, like, sounding like it was coming from downstairs. Okay. I had all the cats upstairs. Asleep. Ryan's asleep. And it just sounded weird. Like, I hadn't heard that sound in my house before. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? So I kept getting up and checking it out. And every time I'd go and check it out and, like, stand at the top of the stairs and wait for it to happen again, it wouldn't happen. And so I just, like, kept freaking myself out. Okay. Um, but anyway. Mm. So, in addition to hearing things, everyone had a super intense feeling of being watched.
0: Gross! I hate that feeling. <laughs> uh,
1: Darren tells Nick about an incident in the house that he was upstairs and upstairs, and he heard his daughter screaming. Uh, he saw his daughter at the bottom of the stairs screaming as she was being lifted and carried down to the basement.
0: Uh, what? Uh huh.
1: And watching Zach is seriously, like, the best part of this episode. <laughs> he is with um his crew, obviously. One of the guys in his crew, Nick, is pissed about doing a demon investigation. He's like, we don't fuck with demons. Like, I will do a ghost. I'll do a paranormal. I'll do a haunted hotel until... All day. day. Demons? Why do we keep fucking with them?
0: We're trying to draw the line in the sand. Yes.
1: And Zach's like,
0: we have to. (laughs) The weirdest moral compass on that guy. Um, (laughs) Yes.
1: But he's like leaning up against a wall with his hands over his eyes. Like, my guys are never going to forgive me.
0: (laughs) He's seriously like, why am I here? It's so funny to watch him be like, crap. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, I like to see a man have regret.
1: Oh, yeah. You can see it very clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Darren takes everyone upstairs into a bedroom where they used the board previously and Zozo came through. One night where they were using the board, um, he and Kathleen were using the board and Kathleen went blind during the session. What? What? Darren said her eyes looked super bizarre and she couldn't see for about an hour after they closed the session.
0: What? I'd like, immediately take me to the hospital. Yeah. I have eyesight problems. Yeah. I'm already blind in one eye. Please don't help me. I'm not trying to risk. No. No. Nene. Nah, nah.
1: Oh my God. You're blind in one eye and I'm almost legally blind without my glasses. If we get kidnapped together, we we're We're done.
0: <laughs> Fucking done.
1: Done. <laughs> Load. While they were talking, the guy that is V pissed about doing this investigation, Nick, comes in and says that he is hearing growling from the hallway, Hmm. and he's super worried it's in his head. And he's just like, I don't know if it's real. I think it might be in my head, but that doesn't make it better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) doesn't make me less afraid. Yes.
1: So... They have a man named T.J. Marshall come in, who is the handyman of the house, because I think it's a rental now. Okay. Uh, But T.J. comes in, and he does not like being alone in the house, and he tells Zach that he always feels like something is about to push him down the stairs.
0: Ooh. Ooh. No.
1: Zach is the truly most Zach in this moment, (laughs) and tells him that he's just going to leave T.J.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Sit at the top of the stairs for 10 minutes to just see what happens. (laughs) See if you get pushed by. Yeah. Would you be,
0: now you don't have to, would you be comfortable if I leave you at the top of these stairs and just see what happens? I'm going to leave you with this EVP recorder.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Except that it sounded much more like, we're just going to leave you at the top of the stairs. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, yep, we're just going to leave you. We're going to leave you for 10 minutes. We're basically going to have you be bait." And TJ's like, you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> Phrasing is everything. Yes. Uh, so he literally says, so I'm going to basically leave you here as bait. And TJ goes, yeah, you can skip that part. And <laughs> Poor TJ. He's like, why are you so dramatic? But also, I don't
0: want to be here. <laughs>
1: And, oh, God. So this guy's basically like.
0: Hating his whole life. Yeah.
1: Demon catnip.
0: I, oh, I love that. Demon
1: uh, <laughs> <catnip>. <laughs> uh, It takes about a minute and a half for TJ to lose his whole cool. Oh, that was stairs. quick. That was quick. Yeah. And okay. he keeps feeling air rush past him. And he was like, was that you? Was it you? If it was you, do it again. And he would feel it again. And he'd be like, I'm out. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, and he peaced out. Oh, he really did? Yeah. Yeah, he left.
0: And he ran into Zach on the way out and he's like, goodbye. Listen, maintenance men are a very specific breed of men who are not scared of shit. These right. are people who will like dig cat litter out of a toilet and not blink an eye. These, these people have seen the worst yes. that people can do. Uh huh. For a maintenance tech. To not sit in an apartment because of a demon? Some, Vibes. Some serious shit. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: I've been told to leave an apartment before because a tech thought that there was somebody dead in it.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Like, <laughs> you know? So-, so TJ pieces out. Yeah. And Zach goes to see if he can get the same thing to happen to him. Like, he sits in the same place in the stairs and says, like, if you're here, Make air move or whatever. Oh, my God. And it does. And at that same minute, his mic dies. What? And his mic is fully charged, ready for the whole night. As always. Uh, And Nick comes up to see, and he also brings a meter of some kind, and it goes back and forth between 1.0 and 1.1. 1. 1. Mm. And Nick goes, that sounds a lot like what Darren said about the planchette moving Back, and, back forth and forth quickly between, between Z so... and O. And if you think of, like, binary, what? one and oh zero. Oh, God. And I got full body goosebumps. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Ha <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> what is... After leaving that night, Zach said he had a terrifying nightmare that he was possessed by a violent demonic entity. Of course he did. And he was like, dude, I can't even tell you the things I was doing in my nightmares. I couldn't even tell you about them because they were so horrendous. And violent that I don't even want to talk about them. Oh, my God. And so they go and see a healer who cleanses them because they're going back for a second night. No. Yeah. And the healer starts having problems getting the attachments off of them. She was like, this one is very stubborn, but if he doesn't leave, it will have to contend with me. And she continues to do her thing. And then finally it releases. Thank you.
0: And blue. I love the balls yeah. of spiritual healers to be like, you're going to have to like go through me if you want to maintain this attack. Like that's ballsy. That is very ballsy. To like engage in spiritual warfare like that. I
1: would not recommend. So, okay. They go get a cleansing and then they go talk to this guy named Richard Merch, who is supposed to be an expert in spirit boards and has uh, info on Zozo.
0: Ugh.
1: And Richard is not anything what I expected. He's, Like, an adorable little, like, nerdy guy. Oh, sweet. Sweet baby. Yeah, but he, I learned more about him in my research that I didn't write down. But he actually takes boards Mm -hmm. from people that are too afraid to destroy them.
0: Oh. So people
1: mail him their boards.
0: He's really doing the Lord. That's a, that's bold.
1: Yeah, so he's got a shit ton of boards that have contacted super evil beings.
0: Can you buy them? No. Just ask. You sit back. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> now, <laughs> All
1: right. Just asking. Yeah. huh? After meeting with Richard, they go back to the house and meet Darren and Kathleen to have them attempt to contact Zozo once
0: again. Oh, my God.
1: So the first night was kind of just like EMF readers um, testing out the house, getting everything set up. The second night was actually when they got the board out. Mm-hmm. When Nick and Darren get set up to use the board, they ask Zozo to announce itself. Then they hear footsteps coming up the stairs. And Nick says he feels like someone is standing behind him. And then electricity goes through him. At that moment, they get an EVP of someone saying, you're cold.
0: You're what? Cold. You're. (sighs) Oh, wait. Oh, there they are. There's the goosebumps. There they are. Yeah, Ugh. and they
1: play the footsteps and show the video like there's nobody going up the stairs, but it sounds like there is. Ew. So this is where things get super uncomfy.
0: Oh, were they not super uncomfy before? No.
1: Nope. Oh, OK, got it. Go on. Kathleen is sitting on the bed of this bedroom and she starts having a coughing fit. And okay. it sounds like she's like swallowed something wrong. So she's okay. like trying to clear her throat. Yeah. Uh but she gets up and she walks downstairs and everybody's like, you okay? And she's like, yeah. <clears throat> and just like keeps coughing. Yeah. And Zach's like, just go downstairs, go out the front door, hang out and like Recoup. in the on the porch or whatever. Yeah. Uh so the moment she leaves, the planchette moves back and forth between Z and O. No. Uh, And then one of the legs on the planchette falls off. What? And it's one of the high planchettes. Sure, so you can... So the legs are like maybe an inch to inch and a half tall.
0: Oh, that is a tall planchette. Yeah,
1: it's pretty tall. Okay. And one of the front planchette leg falls off. Mm. What? Yeah. Okay. Do not like it. No, I also don't like it. Shortly after that, the video cameras downstairs... Catch Kathleen walking back up the stairs. And it was one of the most unnerving things I've seen. Why? She looks drunk. She's bumping around and she's got a smile on her face. And you know how I hate that. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Quit looking so happy. You're freaking me out. But it doesn't, you know, the smiles like don't reach eyes.
0: Yeah. Ew. Yep. That's unsettling. Okay.
1: And that's what it was. And she was going back up the stairs. So the stairs, it was kind of an older house, so you could see like people walk up the st- up the stairs from the kitchen. It didn't okay. have like a wall separating. Um, so she was smiling, bumping around. It looked like she was completely wasted, but she just left like twenty minutes ago. Oh. Um, She walks back into the bedroom where everyone was, and she kind of, like, leans up against the doorway, and they pause everything, and they're like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. But she doesn't sound fine. And they look, and they see that her belt is undone, and her jeans are undone. What? And she doesn't have any shoes on. What? Yeah. What happened to her?
0: Where'd she go? We don't know. No. Okay. Oh.
1: Because they don't have any cameras on the porch. They only have cameras inside.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: So she walks back into the bedroom. They see that her jeans are in shoes. Um, are or her jeans are undone, and she wasn't wearing shoes. And the Ouija board expert earlier said that Zozo is known for causing sexual trauma. Oh. One man said that he felt like he had been raped over and over again after his encounter with Zozo. And Kathleen was super zoned out in a high pitched voice, and she said he was very sexual. He wanted to see my tits. What? And everyone was like, who is he? Who is he? Who did you talk to? Yeah. And she just, like, giggled and, like,
0: Ew. was acting what? so weird. Ew. That is gross. It was very gross. Ew. Um, was she on drugs? It looks like it. Okay.
1: Seriously, it looked like it. But she was acting fine, like, the day before and earlier in the evening, other than being, like, unsettled. Like, you could tell she was, like, uncomfortable with this. Okay. But the way she was acting was very weird. Uh, Finally, things start to come to a close, and the team is super freaked out, ready to go home. Everybody is on high alert. And then they close out the session, say goodbye. Mm -hmm. um, and. Everyone, like all the team members, as they're, they're like leaving, they're like, "That was the worst feeling I'd had in a really long time." Ugh. Do not like that house. Don't ever want to go back.
0: Would oh not my recommend.
1: God. Darren is now a speaker at many paranormal events and is a self-proclaimed zozoologist In <laughs>
0: zoologist, yeah.
1: In 2017, Darren tweeted, many Zozo encounters reveal that the end of days will happen in 2020.
0: Yeah, no shit. (laughs) There will be
1: an eclipse that year. And he cites that 2020 resembles Zozo.
0: Well, that explains last year,
1: doesn't (laughs) it? explains a lot. (laughs) And then Zach tweeted on November 2nd, 2019, we near 2020. We fear Zozo. (gasps)
0: Uh Oh, wait. Oh, there they are. They're back. Gross.
1: The chili willies. And now I have some entries from people on message boards talking about Zozo.
0: I, okay, fine, if you must.
1: I, <laughs> I'm
0: a, I'm scared <laughs> so that you must be. Okay.
1: Uh, okay, so this is from a person who posted on ghostspace.com. Uh, their username is Nino. It's N-Y-N-O-U. Uh, but it says her father, it was her father who had passed. We were testing the spirit, asking questions that o- only she knew the answers to. After 20 minutes, it switched over and claimed to be my mother. Once again, answering questions correctly.
0: Mm.
1: We were both in tears before we knew it. The spirit switched over and asked, we asked who we were talking to and the pointer went O Z O Z O Z O Z. We called him Oz. Oh. We asked him to blow out the candle to prove himself, and before we completed the sentence, the candle was out. Oh, no. We asked him the time. Neither of us had watches, and we had been outside for over an hour. Uh, We ran inside to look, and it was exactly right to the minute. He even proceeded. Mm. I hate, I hate this. Yeah. He then proceeded to tell us that it was him the whole time, not her father, not my mother, him. He, knew, he said he knew what we were thinking, and that's how he gave us the answers to our questions. He was in our heads. By the end of the conversation, he began to curse at us, so we stopped playing. A few weeks later, we used the board again, and instantly Oz was back, and he was nasty, cursing at us, saying dark things, so we stopped. That summer, my sister-in-law both went through a series of unfortunate events, and we couldn't catch a break. One thing after another, negativity loomed over us. At the end of the summer, we used the board one final time. It was him, and he said that he made all of those things happen to us, and he had created the negativity that was following us. We never touched it again, and a year later, I was at their house, and she told me she still had the board in the garage, and she asked me to look at the computer for proper ways to get rid of the board. While I was doing this, I realized that there were endless websites and stories of Zozo, the Ouija demon, we were both scared and white as a ghost as I was reading about him to her aloud. My nephew, her son, started running around the house screaming, "Zo, zo, 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 zo!" No! And we frantically made him stop. I then read on a the website that we will try to claim your firstborn son. I didn't actually believe that, but it was surely freaked me out. The next morning, my nephew wakes me up, uh, and as we were walking up, he asks if we can go get breakfast. So I put him in the car and pull out the driveway. Now, two minutes later, a car runs a stop sign and slams into us. Now, that could have been a coincidence, but it was just too eerie for me to shrug off. Ever since then, I've developed anxiety and often feel panicky. And when I talk about him, the negativity presses on my chest and in my brain.
0: I'm horrified. Big save. Here's another one. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, this is my last one.
1: <gasps> um, And this is from ZomBioHio on Reddit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that it's impossible it's fake because I have experienced it myself. I used a Ouija in college with a few of friends a long time ago. Ever since we had the first session, I would feel a weird presence in our apartment and we would see things peeking around corners. The building we stayed in was built in the 1880s and used to be a butcher shop for livestock. One night, our roommate wondered if if we all wanted to contact spirits on our Ouija board, and we all said, eh, sure, why not? huge mistake.
0: Sure. Yeah. Toots. What else are we going to do? <laughs>
1: right. So all was going well. We were having fun, laughing and whatnot. My one roommate put a lit cigarette on the board and asked the spirit to smoke it. No. To our amazement, the board started smoking the cigarette like someone was inhaling it. Super weird, but kind of cool.
0: No, 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 no. But then
1: someone asked, who are we talking to? And the board started spelling out, so, 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 so. Not kidding you at all, and I don't know who, was, who Zozo was until much later, and none of us had ever heard of this spirit before either. It's a dangerous demon for those who, don't, who haven't heard of him yet. That's not us. No. <laughs> anyway, we closed the session, but the vibe in the house was just weird. After that, we started fighting with each other. One roommate became so enraged with us that she wouldn't even talk to us for months. We'd hear footsteps upstairs with no one up there. We'd hear banging sounds and hear strange noises, thumping sounds in different areas of the house. Until this day, and this is 17 years later, I'm still feeling haunted by the demon in some ways. This stuff is all too real, and i to know what, exper- what I experienced. But not just once, but multiple times. I believe in the power of the Ouija board and the spiritual realm communicating with us, and I believe that we can be haunted or followed by malevolent spirits as well. I'm proof that this is a possibility. Take it or leave it, for those of you who are skeptical, but until it happens to you, judge not, lest ye be judged.
0: I'm horrified.
1: And that's, that's Zozo. I, 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 uh, okay, thank you. I'm sweaty. I've been sweating for 24 hours. I'm big scared. If you follow us on Instagram, you know how scared I was because I was posting it on the Instagram stories last night. <laughs>
0: Oh, Taylor. Mm. I don't love it. I don't, I either. don't. I'm not obsessed with it. <laughs> I could leave it. I if could... we're
1: like taking it or leaving it, I would leave it. I would
0: choose leave it. Opposed to take.
1: Uh-huh. Half a star. Wouldn't recommend zero stars if I could. <laughs>
0: I would give it a... zero stars if I could. Ew. Okay. No, that's fine. I I have to hold my eyeballs open right now. You need to see better. I I'm opening my eyes so I can hear better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Gross. Thanks. Because now we both have to live with this knowledge. And you do too. So Mm -hmm. thanks for tuning in to this episode of, ah, a little bit grim. A little little bit. bit. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. No, thank you. A little bit gross. Ew. What's
1: your, what's your bright and shiny? Oh, goodness. Let me think. What is my bright and shiny?
0: What's yours? Do you have one? My bright and shiny is that our um, wedding mm-hmm. is like officially like bookety book book booked. Oh, she is booked. That. She the room is book. It's all it's all said and done. Yeah, it, it's all coming together. Yay! <laughs> That's exciting. I can't wait. I can't believe that my ass is getting married. Yes, it is. That's a wild.
1: It is wild. It's a wild time. It's a wild. What a time to be alive. What?
0: What a time to be alive. <laughs> it's amazing, honestly. <sighs>
1: um, My bright and shiny is I went and had uh, lunch with my baby sister yesterday, Claire. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I've always... She's always been a part of my life, mm-hmm. but she doesn't really remember a lot about how our age difference is. Sure. And so she found a bunch of pictures yesterday of me being like a teenager. Yeah. Holding her baby self. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, sometimes I forget that this is reality. <laughs> that you are 12 years older than yes, she is. Yes. yes. So I think in the picture, I'm like maybe 15 and she's three and I'm. Pretty. I look pretty much the same, like, how I'm going to look. And she's just like, sometimes I get really shocked about this. And it just made me laugh a lot. I get like that. I have two older sisters. I'll see if she cares, and I'll post the picture in the group. OK. i
0: I'm I'm the same way, though. Like, they're older than I am. But, uh-huh. like, I still think of them as in my age, mostly because they are so fucking cool. Nice. Both of my sisters. I hope that's what Claire thinks of them. They're me. astounding. They're amazing. I love them. So, yes. Can you imagine, like, do you think we'll still be cool? Are we cool now? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I hope other
1: people think we're cool, We're cool, but we're I don't n- think no, that we we're are. No,
0: we're not, unfortunately. We don't. I've always wanted to be a cool person. just never panned out for me. A cool kid. Yeah. Never yeah, once have I been a cool kid. I was never once a cool kid. I, I never. I am remarkably not very chill about everything.
1: I remember very vividly the first time I made like a cool person laugh in high school. She laughed and I was like,
0: <gasps> you is I'm that like- jolt
1: what it feels like to be cool? <laughs> it was not.
0: It was a stupid joke, but I still thought it was funny. So that awful. It. Oh my God. Can you believe the shit that we got away with in late 2007? I am so, so many people are like so critical uh-huh. of this social, justice, politically correct. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so here for it. I love Friends. Friends is so freaking problematic. Oh, yeah. I I just, I can't believe what the things that we got away with in, like, 2006. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that I feel really bad
1: for celebrities or people who are getting, like, a following, like, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And somebody has something on them about when they were 15 and they said something fucking stupid and problematic.
0: I didn't stop being problematic Uh, until I was probably like 26.
1: I just, I hope nobody, I hope people can understand that you're 15. You are not educated. No. You don't know a whole lot about what's problematic until you've been a part of society.
0: 15? I would like to increase that to 21. I don't think. True. Until you're able... Like, if your parents still claim you on your taxes or you still qualify for their insurance. Mm, That's fair. I just don't think... And I think that's wonderful. I think you should stay on your parents' insurance until you're 26 years old. Yeah. But I just think that there is so much growth that happens between 25 and 30. Yeah. Like, who I was at 25 is so different than who I am now. And who I was at 25... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> would beat up me, <laughs> would beat me up at 20. So I just let people grow, grow, learn to let little people grow mm-hmm. and allow them space to do that.
1: Yeah. And it's okay to call them out and be like, Hey, what you said when you were this age, like wasn't legit. It wasn't cool. But That's I'm- how
0: people grow. Right. Be like, this wasn't okay. Let if people somebody apologize
1: for it. If they stand up and say like I stand by what I said when I was fifteen, and that was problematic. Then, then we demonize can them. them.
0: Yes, that's fine. But like, also let people make amends
1: mm-hmm.
0: for wrongdoing that I they agree. that they did. So, say, Livy. Say, Follow us on the social meds. Please do come follow us. We are so close to five hundred followers on Twitter. <gasps> so we're so close. We're one hundred and twenty-five people away. <laughs> <laughs> from having 500 followers on Twitter, and I am just beside myself. So if you have a Twitter, go follow us. If you don't have a Twitter, go make one and then follow us. Uh
1: huh. Same thing for Instagram.
0: Yeah, we're close. We're getting there. We're getting
1: there. And, and then we do have a Facebook group. If you are still on the Facebook, I think that that is kind of a an it's archaic a dying, a dying, social
0: media. It was which the is own, sad. I know. so we're ten years old. Excuse me, right? ten years old, fifteen. I made my Facebook in, like, 2005. Oh,
1: mine was 2009. I made mine in high school, like, my senior year of high school.
0: I made my Facebook as soon as they opened up, opened it up. Because Facebook used to just be only for college, college students. College students, yeah. You had to have, like, a .edu uh-huh. email address to make a Facebook. But right. they opened it up to high schoolers. And that's when I made mine. I, to, I remember when you. Facebook was born. And I am here when Facebook dies. <laughs>
1: Short-lived. Short-lived. Little teenager Facebook. Just like a little blip. Oh, yeah. So we're still we're on there. If you want to join our group, you can. And we would love to have you there. And if you have an Oogie Spooky story, if you've ever contacted Zozo,
0: please (sighs) let us know about it. I want to know your Ouija board story's gone wrong. Yes. I demand to hear them. If you have fooled around with a Ouija board, please email us at a little bitgrim at gmail.com. And send that our way. We also have links to all the social medias in the show notes. Yep. And be kind to yourself. And to others. Goodbye. This is Histories and Mysteries. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley. And this is your other host, Jessica, and on our podcast we talk about fascinating history, like the history of witches and Cleopatra. We talk about creepy paranormal, like the black-eyed kids in possession, and true crime stories like cults and serial killers. We also often mispronounce words and mess up common sayings like bang for your buck. (laughs) So if you want to come laugh with us, or at us, we don't mind, check out Histories and Mysteries. That's Histories, Ambercy and Mysteries, and we're found on all major podcast platforms.